I am Became Podcast. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Triple Apple. <laughs> that makes me Dennis Bruno. And we got Keaton the Kitten Man right here. It's true. Yeah, he's sitting there. He's uh, well, he's not even rubbing his light, his face on the table like he usually does. Now he's just looking at the table. He's been odd today. Um, there's an intimidation factor that uh, he has for furniture. He eyes it down, and it tends to stand its ground. And then he figures out a new way to bulk up the next week. Yeah, I, I move the table around every. Uh, every week to, you know, to accommodate our little recording space, and maybe I put it on the other side this week, and he's like, what the fuck is this like? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But he doesn't seem to be wanting to do the mascot work, but you know what, that's the thing about a mascot. They don't have to do anything except for give us hype. And we're pretty... <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty hyped for Keaton. That's right. And, and for wrestling. Always uh, hyped for wrestling, baby. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Um... <laughs> I have, we're in that, like, slow period yeah. where, like, shit's not happening. Like, I literally was, like, the, like maybe Wednesday, no, uh, Tuesday this week, I was, like, Night of the Class of Champions isn't this Sunday? Right. What the fuck? It feels like they're, like, all set to go. Yeah. Um, which I, is so weird because usually pay-per-views take until the last minute to set up. Yeah, and, and they've been at a faster clip um, in recent years where they're, like, every three or four weeks, which I'm I'm by no means complaining. It, yeah. it was nice. Um, I was listening to Tights and Fights on the way over. Nice. And they, it was the episode they were recapping TakeOver and SummerSlam, and that was also the same weekend that the G1 ended. Yeah. So I'm just like, holy shit, we went from two weeks after the fact of having so much friggin' wrestling to a little bit of a drought, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. To the point of just, like, the newsworthy things of the day, because we're recording this on Thursday, the 29th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins is number one in the PWI. Mm-hmm. Which, first time in a couple years that uh, a non-New Japan guy takes top honors. Yes. Which, he earned the shit out of it. In yeah. terms of, like, he he beat Lesnar twice for main titles. He had an incredible run from being Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania last year through mm-hmm. this year. Winning the Royal Rumble. Toppling Lesnar at a time where it's always in question that, like, Brock Lesnar, is he going to lose this time? Maybe, maybe not. He's part-time, so he never really has to. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was... Item number one, which came later in the day, and I was like, oh, cool, that's noteworthy, and I, that makes me, like, fascinated as a fan to just, like, know the history of lists and things and think about Rollins more. Mm-hmm. The part B to that, the early part, where I was just like, this is a really slow news day, huh? Was freaking the rumor of Enzo and Cass coming back? Yeah. I was like, why? Why? We don't know. No, no, no. Of yeah. just, like, of all the things to kind of saddle to the two-hour premiere of NXT... To make yeah. me just be like, oh, I don't like this already. It's just, yeah. I, I don't need Enzo Amore back. Yes, and the, the rumor was that they were in talks to uh, come back to NXT, and it turns out that's not true. Good. Nice, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that later in the day, but um, it's weird. I, got, I haven't read the whole thing. Mm. Uh, I've been pretty addicted to the show uh, Kim's Convenience, and <laughs> I didn't. it's a really good show. I recommend you check it out. Okay. Uh, you and your girl might like it. And, um, like... <laughs> I've just been not reading the news stories all the way through. Yeah. Uh, the journalism. Uh, <laughs> I, di- I didn't go to journalism for anything. Uh, hey, oh. Kayla! <laughs> oh, wait, I did do a journalism internship at one point. Um, With Kayla? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, who knows? Mm. If Kayla Braxton was ever in Northampton, uh, Massachusetts, around the year 2004, or 2000, would be 2008, never mind. I don't know what years anything happens <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Um, it is 2019 for anybody who just got lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 2019, Seth Rollins is <laughs> Universal Champion. Yes, he is. Uh, wow. Uh, who was on here? What timeline is this? It's crazy. Um, but. That's right. You, <laughs> you should lower your volume, folks, because Jared's enthusiasm's blowing it out. Yeah, but, um,. But yeah, I haven't been reading the the news uh, a ton, but I just saw that Meltzer uh, said that they weren't actually talked. So I don't know if he heard that from somewhere or someone misreported something he said, but I knew it was he was the source. Yeah. Spread it well. So thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I. 
when my my knee jerk reaction was please no. Like the NXT yeah. tag team division it has been ravaged twice now with mm-hmm. like the Street Profits and the War Raiders both getting called up as champions, which was just strange timing. Yeah. And I like their tag teams. I like how they book tag teams. They're the really only spot in WWE right now that gets consistent tag bookings outside of NXT UK, which mm-hmm. in and of itself doesn't have a deep roster of tag teams. Yeah. So I, the mixed feelings came from just like, well, his cast earned another shot. Like, it's kind of hard in wrestling to look at a seven-foot guy and be like, no, go away. Mm-hmm. But he's apparently gotten much better shape. He right. is, like, remorseful of, like, the way that he acted on the way out. I just, I've never wanted Enzo Amore back. No, yeah, it's not, he's not worth having back. And if it's a package deal, I don't want it. Mm. I can see Cass back just because, like, he's exactly what they want Drew McIntyre to be. Yeah. Like, just a seven-foot um, jobber, basically. You know, which shouldn't happen, but it does with Drew McIntyre, and it's not fair, because he's a very good wrestler. Right. And he, well, you would think that he'd be a universal champion, at least contender by now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't want Enzo and Cass back really mm-hmm. all that much. So, I'm glad that that's not true. Uh, NXT, we can still be very optimistic about NXT. And, uh, good. Uh, the other newsworthy thing that I spent chunk of my day on. I didn't have much to do with work. Um, the, they changed the way they do the subtitles in Stardom, uh, which was fucking... First off, uh, they're, they had two shows on Sunday, yep, and they hadn't uploaded anything until like uh, last night our time, um, which is a long time to go with their like G1-esque round robin tournament. Uh, and then they show up, and the subtitles are all terrible. Oof. Uh, I think they had... I think uh, they... Instead of having a guy do it, uh, they did some machine learning, and um, that's where there were some memes. There were some, a lot of complaining. Uh, yeah. Once words spread out that, oh, God, I wish that my Facebook thing would load right now, but, oh, well, I was trying to, uh, maybe. Trying to pull some memes of just basically, like, beyond yeah. just, like, garbling the language yeah. and making it incomprehensible is just, like, really bad typos. Right. I become cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, are you become cute? Become spelled B-A-C-O-M-E? Uh, Keo- Jungle Kyoto saying, great teacher Jungle Kyoto fight bad girl today? <laughs> it, it's, as, it's as terrible as, like, a Godzilla dub in, like, the, the 60s. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It made a lot of fans mad, and then uh, in the craziest turnaround I've ever seen, within like uh, by like noon today our time, uh, they've put the guy back in, and he's back to being shackled to a desk while he <laughs> does the subtitles <laughs> for, for like like six or seven matches per show or something like that. Uh, uh, wouldn't it be gutting if just like this guy who, as you said, shackled to a cha- uh, table? Uh, had designed this machine and thought it had learned it enough <laughs> and it turns out, no, not quite. Yeah, I, I guess the thought process has something to do with, uh, whoops, I clicked something wrong and now we're about to have Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't bought the stardom pack yet for it. I should do that later. Mm. Um, but we're updating Steam for this yeah. incredibly visual medium. <laughs> yeah, this might be him that uh, <laughs> I was supposed to film but I don't because I don't have the bandwidth the upload speed to I put videos online right now. Um, mm. Man, I hope this thing doesn't interrupt the recording more than it already has. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait for this thing to just launch into some fucking Fire Pro music. Yeah, in the middle of our talking. Um, but yeah, they turned it around. They they put the guy back in, which is so great. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad that I'll be able to understand the thing because it is. Like, it's the edge that Stardom kind of has over other uh, promotions. Because I've been threatening to um, uh, subscribe to DDT Pro's, like, family of uh, streaming stuff for a while now. And this time, uh, I didn't have to, because they did change it. But I was like, man, you got more bang for your buck on that service. You just don't get subtitles. Right. Which kind of sucks. You got to go to, like, a separate Twitter account that subtitles all their shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a certain charm to... Like, back when I was in middle school, high school, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z on the International Channel on Sunday nights, and it was not subtitled, but yeah. it was one of those things, I feel like Pro Wrestling's a similar medium, where if it's action-packed, you get all the context from the fight itself and the yeah. choreography, then you do, you know, needing to know what this person said, what all of their backstory is, which, like, 
is kind of the best part of wrestling. I feel like wrestling's a plus plus when you have when like know people's names and their yeah. motivations and their histories. But some of the best wrestling is just like Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic mm-hmm. in NXT this week. Couple guys with incredible chemistry doing very impressive choreographed moves and just wanting to beat the other guy. Yeah, I know. I think my problem is that uh, I've like learned to love these characters and I like love the characters in Star. That's like part of the reason why I like his own because it's so. Uh, light and uh, non-dark, I guess would be the best way to put it. Which is to the same. Light place. and non-dark. <laughs> I am. I am high. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I saw him in my fridge and I was like, I'm gonna eat one of those before the show, uh, mm. so I can be awake for the high. Uh, <laughs> and now here we are, and it's good. Um, but yeah, glad they fixed it. Uh, that's really. I think that's how low the newsworthy items are. Uh, some guys. Maybe would have signed, but were not. Right. And then uh, subtitle fiascos and fucking, yeah. So there's not much. But, like, we do have big events this weekend. We do. Which is awesome. Like, they're not even... It's interesting, because, like, for AEW, I guess it's their biggest event. Yes. Um, Because it's the last one before they go to TV in October. But, um, I mean, Royal Quest is, would kind of be a filler New Japan show. We talked about it last week. Um, and uh, but then we got NXT UK TakeOver. Um. Yeah. Uh, have you? Do you watch NXT UK? I've been watching it the last few weeks, and historically, I haven't been a consistent fan. Mm-hmm. But in part because things have been a little bit slower, but also because it's a solid roster of wrestlers. It's yeah. just it's presented very differently. It airs at a different time. A lot of it is just so bizarre. I, I, I a friend of mine put it of just like it's a very WWE version of British wrestling. Yeah. Which like. Progress it, in and of itself, it, in its own form, in Riptide, are just very good examples of like indie good pro wrestling from Britain. Mm-hmm. And WWE UK, NXT UK is just, it still has the feeling like it's being shot out of Kevin Dunn's cannon. A little bit, yeah. yeah. There's something like uh, antiseptic about it. Yeah. Whereas like everyone else in the British style is like a lot more gritty right. in some way. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, there's interview segments as you're used to seeing interview segments on like Raw Smackdown. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of what feels like scripted talking that yeah. is over overly bruised. Right. Um, but the action is still amazing. And to answer your question, I've been um, watching it the last few weeks in prep for Takeover Cardiff, and I feel like it's going to be a very very good show. Yes, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, I I hopped on board probably the week after the Takeover. We went to oh no. Uh, what was the last takeover? Toronto. Okay. Yep. So after Toronto, uh, NRC takeover USA Toronto, uh, I hopped on to a few of the uh, the majority of the NXT UK shows. And they're like, good. They're good like NXT shows, just like with different people, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I like don't watch it regularly unless there's a takeover just because like there's less, there's not enough time for yeah. it, you know? A lot of the, so what I feel like NXT US does really well is that even the the bits that move the plot along and involve the minor characters, everyone has pretty clear motivation of what they're mm-hmm. doing next. And I feel like with UK, if you took a year off, which I kind of did, yeah. and have come back, everyone's pretty much in the same spot. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Walters, the champion, instead of Pete Dunne. Right. British Strong Style still running around, still mm-hmm. towards the upper card. Um, Tony Storm is still the women's champion. It always felt like she was going to be, even when Rhea Ripley was the first one. Yeah. And the Grizzled Young Veterans are still the tag champs, which it felt like it took a long time for the tag belts to pop up. Yeah, I know. It's weird, because, like, I was going to hold it as, like, it's kind of a virtue that the, uh, the roster is so consistent, mm. because, like, I mean, NXTs constantly have to rebuild new guys, um, refresh their roster, and then you'll go through, like, uh, three or four episodes worth where it's not, like, uh, there's not a lot of quote-unquote big names because everyone's been just called up. Um, but... Uh, the NXT UK, on the one hand, it's like everyone has great chemistry with each other, everyone's worked with each other all the time, uh, but on the other hand, you're right, like, it kind of feels stagnant, even though, you know, you've got a, a new big bad in the, in the in Walter. Yeah. It's funny, because, like, that was literally Joseph Connor's character development this mm-hmm. week, which was a really fun twist. They had, um, a debuting, a debuting, uh, wrestler, I want to say it was, like, Oliver Clark mm-hmm. or something, somewhere. Yeah, something uh, Clark, yeah. Yeah. Um, a new wrestler from Ghana who seemed, um, like, very expressive and impressive enough in the ring. But Joseph Connors, who's been there since the beginning of NXT UK, um, his whole story thing was just like, yeah, everyone's doing something different. He's not. <laughs> he can't win. 
He hasn't really changed. He tried to change, and then he found out that he didn't like to change. <laughs> now he's the same. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I didn't... Uh, I I remember him from like the UK tournament they did, yeah. but I don't really remember anything about him. Right. And that's I feel like that is kind of a problem with a lot of the roster. Like... I like I remember Flash Morgan Webster because he looks like the cover of the Who's Quadrophenia. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I don't quite remember his moveset or anything. And it's also partially because he was injured for a long time. Yeah. And like, yeah, and there, but there are like small developments for certain people. Mm. Like Dave Mastiff isn't Dave Mastiff anymore. He's Bomber Dave Mastiff. Mm-hmm. His name. Um, and uh, like Bomberman. <laughs> yes, he lays bombs around the ring. It's very problematic in modern uh, times. <laughs> he can't move in diagonals. It's just. Left, right, up, and down. If yeah, if he walks over a roller skate, which you would think for a man his size would be dangerous, no, he just gets faster. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Hunt is a tag team now. Yep. It's, it, like Wild Boar was always a weird misnomer for me. I'm just like, yeah. why is this man a, a boar? Yeah, that's okay. And he was just always so tiny. It's like he's not even that threatening. He's yeah. weird looking. But now he tags with a similarly small man who pretends he's a gorilla, <laughs> and they're the Hunt. Yes, and it's charming. Yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, take over. I think TakeOver's looking well. The thing is, like, I kind of feel like if NXT going to two hours sucks, I can just go into NXT UK and kind of get more or less the same uh, experience as we had with the classic NXT. So, you know, that makes it feel a little bit better that, uh, you know, they're they're gambling with something that we love so hard. Mm. Um, But yeah, it just kind of feels weird because they have so few TakeOver that things just kind of keep happening. And sometimes there'll be a little blow-off here or there, but it kind of just rolls along like a steady... uh, Steady wrestling show, uh, but they are doing a fantastic job building the takeover. Yes, let me see if I can find the card. Uh, I actually have it. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, so the card is going from the bottom to the top for. Uh... Oh, come on, I have it. I know I have it. I promise I have it. Uh, yeah. So the first match is Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. Hmm. Uh, so I'll run down the whole card. Travis Banks versus Noam Dara. We got uh, Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey in a last man standing match. Oh, right. I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet Hossy thing. Yeah. Um, Cesaro is going to pop up. So he's not officially scheduled for a match. Right. He did but... like uh, he did an interview on this week's AFC UK where he was like, NXT UK, I got to check that out. Yeah. Something like that. And like, yeah, he didn't specify what he's going to do, but I guess he's going to be around. Right. He's got to fly to China, but first he's got to stop in Wales. Yeah. Because everyone knows that's the best layover to China. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's doing that. The Grizzled Young Veterans, it's a three-way match for the NXT Tag Team titles. The Grizzled Young Veterans versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews mm-hmm. and Gallus, which is going to be Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Yep. Tony Storm's going to fight Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Hell Women's yeah. Championship. And Walter's going to fight Big Strong Boy Tyler Bate for the Men's yeah. NXT Championship. Those are all those are all fantastic matches. Well, I think the tag match might be the one that's just like a clusterfuck a little bit. Yeah. But like, you know, you get like uh, six guys on the card that way. And there's only five matches. It's classic NXT rules. Yep. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I... So, I, I wrote a little bit about each one. With, like, Travis Banks and Noam Dar, I feel like it's the classic story of two technically incredibly sound guys who are, like, the epitome of NXT UK. Of just, mm. like, really hard strikes, good at, good enough at submissions. Yeah. Like, smaller size, pale. Um, and I feel like Travis Banks is that to a T, but Noam Dar has way more charisma. So, like, he puts the spin on the match that makes you want to watch it. Just like, I want to see that guy get his ass kicked. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm loving the build to it. It's kind of like just... It's it's Travis Banks wanting to earn his spot, and Noam Dar uh, claiming that his contract guarantees him a spot <laughs> in NXT Takeover. To which the um, Nigel McGuinness was like, "He wouldn't lie," and everyone was like, "He's fucking lying." <laughs> which is a, I think that's a fun wrinkle to get him on the show. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of show. It's kind of like low build, uh, but high work rate kind of match. That's a perfect opener. Like I think we're looking at like uh, Matt Riddle, uh, Roderick Strong kind of levels of. Uh, getting hyped from the beginning. Oh, yeah. From, like, a match that you don't expect a ton from. Yeah. I feel like with Travis Banks, I want him to show me more of his character. Mm-hmm. I've known this guy since his involvement in the tournaments, and he just he's a Kempo practitioner like I am. Yep. So he key eyes through a lot of his strikes. He'll hit somebody and go, bah, bah, which I'm just like, mm. for me, it's distracting. I, I feel like when, when men or women just kind of, like, let out some kind of, like, guttural roar after they hit someone... 
it really should add something. And I feel yeah. like with him, it's kind of commonplace if you do it after everything. Interesting. And he's the Kiwi buzzsaw. So yeah. I want to know more of what that means insofar as, like, not only, you know, you have an edge to your strikes and everything, what does that mean about you? Yeah. I think it's interesting because I feel like his character in Nasty UK is uh, kind of like uh, someone who's, like, been around and just fighting through and trying to get to where he thinks he deserves to be. Which kind of is the character he had when we saw him in progress yeah. a few years back and he had a match with a surprise Jack Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a, a, when afterwards Gallagher gave a speech about how like you, you did your best and it's pretty good, but you, you can do better. And like he just kept building his character that way. Yep. Which is interesting. And I think he, wor- he works well as kind of an underdog character in that way. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with all of that. And the, the framing I'll use to this is that like I, that's very memorable because Jack Gallagher is as a 3D character. Mm-hmm. Pete Dunne came out, he was hurt at the time, so he didn't wrestle, but he came out as the NXT UK champ and he had a sneak attack, I think it was on Travis Banks, Yeah, and he wasn't wearing shoes, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, and a woman next to me in the crowd yelled, YOU'RE A COUNT PETER! <laughs> in a very uh, Somervillian accent. Yeah. Um, but all these things to say, like, I want to be more invested in Travis mm-hmm. Banks and I hope he has more dimension to his character by way of this match. Yeah, me too. But then we got we got a fucking hoss fight. Hoss, 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 hoss. Dave Mastiff, the only person on this card without his own Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> get on that, Dave. You're worth it. Um, I'm sure NXT UK of the forums there has like a, an intern that'll do that for you. Mm. Uh, versus Joe Coffey in a last man standing match. This is a match that that I remember the, the build vaguely, but like it doesn't really ring a bell that hard. It was it was just like two guys who wanted to beat each other up. It's yeah, like, it, it's uh, one of those clonic, kind of classic builds where two guys, they're beating each other up, like you said, but they couldn't answer a 10 count when oh. they had a one-on-one. Yes. And it felt like one of those kind of like non-takeover type of main events they'd been building to for weeks, because Mastiff had teamed with The Hunt, and Gallus had just in, been in full strength with Mark Angel, Coffee, and Wolfgang. They won that six-man when they fought each other, and then Dave Mastiff just kind of stuck around and was like, no, fuck you, I want, I want to put more hurting on you. <laughs> And Joe Coff is like, we can't. Yeah. And now here we are with two just uh, massive dudes who I want, like, Joe Coffey either to get, like, worlds better on the mic between mm-hmm. now and the match or just, like, through the match be so violent that I don't want to hear him say a thing. Yeah. I feel like he's right in the middle. Yeah, me too. I um, no, He doesn't blow me away as a character, but I really loved... His match against uh, Pete Dunne at the last takeover, and a lot of things I've seen him do uh, in between. But like, um, he doesn't strike me as a unique character at all. No, and I think that's a kind of a problem with NXT UK in general. Because like, pretty much everyone is a heavy set dude to varying levels of heavy set. Uh, you're either heavy set or you're buff, and you can either you can or everyone really just strikes very hard yeah uh, some people are just harder to lift yep uh, that's about it some guys are just like relegated like heavy set jobbers like T-Bone mm-hmm. who fought uh, Dragunov Ilya Dragunov this week yep so yeah with Coffee, I, I just want him to be more three dimensional he's the leader of Gallus in so, far, in so much as whatever that means right um, I love Bomber Dave Mastiff it's one of those rare cases where I feel like a name really fits the, the build of the guy mm-hmm. and he just cannonballs into people and falls on them real good and sometimes like hits and splashes them real fine like uh, Last Man Standing Match is a perfect stipulation for two beefy dudes yeah and hmm how long do you think they'll stretch this one out or do you feel like this is going to go on kind of early and be like 15 minutes I'm thinking I'm thinking 20 20 plus entrances just because it's a Last Man Standing match so like there's going to be a lot of stretches where the refs just go and what? Uh. Either that, or they do some like something really stupid and just end it quickly with some crazy stunt. But I think like it's going to be roughly 20 minutes that like a match that could be 15, but really because the slow counting is going to be 15 or 20. Yeah, this would be just like a, a disservice to both of them. But I would like part of me, the troll part of me, would just love if like Cesaro bombed <laughs> in, uppercutted the both of them into the dirt, and then neither one of them got up. Yeah, I kind of. Here's, I think, I'm, this is a little bit of a pipe dream, but I kind of think there's a chance Cesaro pops in after the main event and challenges Walter. That'd be sick. If he was, like, the next guy in line, he just went full-time with NXT UK, because he's not doing shit on Raw. No. Now that he's uh, he's out of the King of the Ring, right? He's out of the King of the yeah. Ring. Uh, Sheamus is on SmackDown. He's on Raw, sort of. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the bar's broken up. Um, and, yeah, Sheamus is barely around if he is around. Uh, 
So I feel like, yeah, moving him, and he's a big enough name that he can go to NXT UK and, like, kick it up a notch for a while. Yes, he could. Um, so I'm hoping that that's what happens. That's my prediction for what Cesaro's going to do. Uh, also, I want to see Walter do a, be in a big swing. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. Uh, did you see the video of Walter doing a 619? Yes. That was crazy. It, you know what's funny? It, like, it, it's crazy, and it's a testament to him and his ability to move his body that he could do it to the level he did. Yeah. For me, it kind of felt like, you, you know those kids on the playground where they're like heavy and it's like, you shouldn't go on the seesaw this way. <laughs> they're just like, I'm gone anyway. Yeah. And he just like very self-satisfiedly kind of swings there or just right. like hung there. Like, it, it didn't look like it hurt. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but it, just, it was impressive. Yeah. I feel like if he had put in the full effort into actually kicking someone, it would hurt. But he is like a close to 300 pound man. Oh yeah. So he kind of has to let up a little bit. It's kind of like how Big Show's big punch never really looked like it hurt. But oh yeah, thank God. Yeah. He murder people. Yes, yeah. Part of me would just like Walter to run up and instead of doing the 619 he just like sticks his whole upper body through the middle rope and just like swings his arms around it. <laughs> he would just like does oh. like swing each up. Yeah, that would be brutal. Yeah. Uh, he would lose uh, the heart movement. <laughs> <laughs> Palpitations. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking 20 minutes for that match is going to be good. Um, I, I I think NXT UK has a better chance of anyone than anyone else to do a big beefy boy fight. Yeah, um, they have kind of the the most hosses of the uh, different brands. And then for the tag titles, we got Zach Gibson and Jake's James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Gallus, the other two members of Gallus. <laughs> They all look the same to yeah, me. They, they, yeah, they look very similar. But yeah, uh, I think that one can be good. Uh, um, Gallus won the tag tournament, and then Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster were like, hey, we want match. <laughs> <laughs> Just with that level of energy. <laughs> and Johnny Saint said, okay, have match to earn match. And then now they're in the match. It's true. Yeah. My absolute favorite part of the go-home show for NXT UK this week was Zach Gibson is a lightning rod for Heat, no yeah. matter what he says. Mm-hmm. He just comes out. People, he doesn't even have to say anything. Yeah. People take their shoes off. People stand up. People sit down. He makes people react so viscerally. It, it is a treat. And like so he starts coming out at the very tail end of the show after video packages and mm-hmm. hype packages for every other match. And he just shits on everything, and I love it. Yeah. And that's exactly why that guy should get, like, crowd hate. Right. So he just comes out and he's like, is this a joke? Why are tag teams winning singles matches to get tag team matches? This is insane. None of you respect us. Like, Gallus' music plays. He's like, here comes the fun boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, you boys are jokes. You look like joke. And then, like, the other two come out. He does not stop talking. Yeah. The entire time. And it was just the smartest use of what felt like a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. It was only like two, three minutes yeah, before no, the it was, was going to end. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck's the main event going to be? And I guess, I mean, I technically the main event was the match before that. Yeah. Which was a lengthy one. But, uh, like, this was the main event. And it was really, like like I said, a two-minute segment where he just kept trashing on everybody. And then they wind up all brawling with each other. Yeah. The main event was Zach Gibson talking. Which, like... <laughs> It, for me, is a dream because, like, the dude's just general vernacular and delivery and everything else is money. And, like, I don't, I have, I've spent some time trying to figure this out, but if things shake out the way that I want them to, just in, like, my big Mark Hart, mm. James Drake is going to be Daniel Ryan someday. Mm. I don't know what it is, yeah. but, like, everything that he does in ring is so incredibly crisp. He gives a whole fuck about wrestling. He's arguably, like, the better wrestling hand of the Grizzled Young Vets, and Zach Gibson's very good. Yeah. So, of all the, like, manic action that's going to happen that you would expect to see from, like, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, I think James Drake has the biggest opportunity to stand out of everybody in the match. For sure, yeah. I think he's the one who's... I think partially because Zach Gibson came into NXT UK as such a big name. Uh, he's a massive heel already in progress and such. Mm. Uh, so, I feel like he... James Drake, by comparison gets a little overshadowed. So, yeah. yeah, in this kind of situation where he can, like, go wild. Or, hell, we just have Mark Andrews fucking do a bunch of flippy flips and then, uh, like, shit on, uh, um, unionization. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? No. Okay, what? Well, so, first off, uh, Pro Wrestling Eve, uh, entered into a deal with a, um, a union for performers. That I know. Yes. Um, 
And then at some point, like, afterwards, Mark Andrews had a tweet, like, so many people virtue signaling all over our industry. Sometimes you can just do things and not be allowed about it. And it was, like, like the day of. So wow. Was, yeah. I was like, that... Tone deaf. Yeah. That's, like, the... I mean, I think that's really the line between punk and pop punk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which... It's just, ugh. And some other, I know Pete Dunn had some shit to say about it, too, but I feel like uh, just Mark Andrews being the first and kind of the shittiest, yeah, uh, the whiniest about it is bullshit. But, yeah. Part uh, of me pictures him just, like, on a very snarky skateboard and he's pressing <laughs> tweet. And, like, it, bold move for a guy who used to be named Mandrews. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, so, like, yeah, you can, uh, you, I also got yelled at by Eve for uh, misstating what they had with the, the union deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah which... To be fair, uh, there's a lot of misinformation, so even if I'm trying to be good, uh, I deserve the correction. Um, fair enough. Yeah. So that's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this match. Um, yeah. I mean, to your point, I feel like a lot of the Gallus guys kind of look alike. Yeah. And ever since I saw Mark Coffey for the first time, I was like, please, please explain to me through your words, through your actions, why you're different than your brother. Yeah. Why you're anything that isn't, that's just different and better. And I still haven't seen it, and it's been almost, what, two years of NXT UK? Right. Yeah, I mean, Wolfgang was, like, a guy who stood out in, during the initial NXT, or UK, like, reach out for WWE, so he's been around a while, and I like him a lot. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is a good matchup for six guys who otherwise don't have a ton of direction. Yeah. Like, uh, Gallus are basically just Joe Coffey's backup in a lot of ways, uh, and he's, I mean, obviously because he got to hit by in the first takeover. Um, they obviously see something in him. Yeah. And want him to be a top guy. Yeah. Unless a bigger top guy comes around. Like in the, well, I guess, it, I would presume this might be the main event. Walter versus Tyler Bate. Yep. Uh, it's just the second from the top listed in, uh, Wikipedia. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Cause Tyler Bate's a big, strong boy and I've seen him do some amazing things. He, he has freakish strength for someone who's his size. He's probably like 5'5, five, 5'4. Five, five, yeah. And his quadriceps are the size of just like Greek columns. Yep. He can lift things. He can he can high fly. He can grapple. He is like the diamond of British strong style. If Pete Dunne mm. is not the Uber diamond. Yeah. So like the the biggest thing that got me excited for this was did you watch Prime Target? Uh, no. What's that? So that followed exactly after NXT UK, and it was basically just a thirty minute vignette, like long vignette explaining why. Uh, Walter, who has a whole dojo in Germany, WXW, yep, and he's training people to be very respectful by way of just, like, terrorizing them. Just, like, doing tons of exercises, verbally berating them and dressing them down. And then on the flip side, you have Tyler Bate playing, like, Dr. Dre on piano. Right. And Trent Seven talking about just, like, three years ago, he was a boy and he got very lucky. And he worked really hard and he's been very naturally talented. He's been doing this since he was 14 and now he's 21 or 22. Right. And... Like, this is the best version of Tyler Bate you're ever going to see. That is how you build excitement mm-hmm. for a main event. Of just, here are the two people fighting. This is why one is like this. This is why one is like this. Mm-hmm. And then you make them fight. And not only do you root for one person just because you like them more, their ideology is on the line. Yep. Respect and professionalism versus being the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. I think it's also nice because Tyler Bate is, like, a natural, like face of the company kind of thing or brand uh, for NXT UK but they really didn't overexpose him no. like he I mean, held the UK title for a while a pretty long while but without a place to defend it at yeah. uh, before NXT UK even started and then he lost it to Pete Dunne and Pete Dunne kind of took off and became like the big guy but Tyler Bate like natural he could be the face of WWE if they played the cards right Right. Um, just kind of floated under was it in a tag team for a very long time did excellent work at that, and now he's back as a singles wrestler, uh, and it feels natural. Yeah. It feels like this is a very, very David and Goliath uh, thing here, except we know Goliath could probably throw three Davids <laughs> if he put his mind to it. Right. And also surrounded himself with just, like, very weird glad-handing Davids of various nationalities. Yes. Of just, like, Imperium's, like, this weird, diverse little camp of Fabian Eichner, this just, like, weird Italian guy who also speaks Austrian or German. And then Mar- uh, Stefan Marcel, uh, uh, Marcel Bartel, is that it? I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah. Um, yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, who just seems like he butted off of, like, Walter's elbow and <laughs> became a wrestler. And then Alexander Wolf, who 
thank God he's here instead of just like slumming it around on SmackDown doing nothing. Yeah, he's not losing two out of our three on one handicap matches to the Miz currently. Oh God, yeah, um, yeah. So and to reinvigorate all of them, it's like a great heel stable. Yep. They're like they're like a bully club, but for people who are from outside uh, the UK. People who are just, like, broadly European yeah, just thrown in there, and they're like, we have ways that are different from the English ways. And everyone's like, oh, no, he's so big. They all have matching tracksuits and come up to classical music. What about dubstep? <laughs> Daniel Bryan at least put guitars in his classical music. It's true. Um, that should be a banger. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yep. And, uh... The last match listed on Wikipedia, but I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be the main event, but it would elate me if it was. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray, which I'm uh, through the roof happy that uh, this one's happening. This is very much a character-driven story, and it feels like it, the big knock on like WWE main roster storytelling with the ladies is there's not a ton of character development. Mm-hmm. This one's chock full of it. Kaylee mm-hmm. Ray used to be best friends with Tony Storm for reasons not, not so much important, but yeah. what is is that like they were close, now they're not. Kaylee blames Tony, but it's not really clear if she's being manipulative or if mm-hmm. she's being truthful. Seems like she's just more being manipulative, and it's getting to Tony. Yep. Um, it, it's it always feels like an ask when you have young wrestlers and you ask them to be actors on top of being very excellent professional wrestlers. Yeah. So I feel like Tony Storm's acting in a lot of these segments and moments is kind of off. Right. But the match is gonna absolutely like meet and exceed expectation. Kaylee Ray. Um, we talked about her, like, episodes and episodes ago about she's basically, like, the female Jeff Hardy, but with her head on straight. Yeah. And Tony Storm, if they play their cards right, is the face of WWE NXT UK, the ladies for however long, and yeah. could easily transition over. Yeah, she's uh, she's a star of the making. She's only 23. Yeah. And Kaylee's only 27. So, wow. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, seeing... I think Kaylee was in the first match of the first Mayon Classic. I think so. If I recall. And, like, I was like... I like this lady. Mm. And then they didn't sign her. I was like, all right, well, I hope I see that lady again. And then I saw her in Eve a bunch of times, and she was amazing. And, I mean, I love Tony Storm for her time in the Eve. So, and the other, in ICW, and all the other indies uh, in U- the UK. So, this is going to be a banger. and Because I, I know they have great chemistry. Yeah. They just need the time. Right. And to let everyone just stay out of their way to just do the, the wildest bullshit they can. Oh, yeah. I feel like Kaylee Ray's a proven high flyer. Tony Storm can take massive amounts of punishment mm-hmm. like she proved in the second May Young tournament and really in the first one. Yeah. So it's just a question of is she going to hit a power move and keep Kaylee Ra- down or is Kaylee going to get in her head and worm her way to the title? Yes, I know. I get, do, you, do, you, do you have predictions? I feel like Kaylee's going to take it. I feel like, um, bless you, the nice. biggest... Uh, blow off to Eve's big event was that Piper and mm. Kaylee Ray were leaving. So right. th- we already know the two of them have natural tons of chemistry. Mm. Tony Storm can do a lot of things. She doesn't necessarily need to be champion. She yeah. can transition to a program with like Jazzy Gabbard or Ginny mm. or Nina Samuels for a, a, a good amount of time. So right. I feel like Kaylee Ray with the title would be refreshing. You get a new champion because it's only been Rhea and Tony. And I like Pepper Niven versus Kaylee Ray next. Yeah. So I think Kaylee takes it. Nice. I think... Uh... I think you're right. I think it's time because Tony Storm's had the title the whole time for NXT. You or yeah, for the whole time essentially. Oh, yeah, I don't know. She roughly had it for a yeah, little bit, only because of injury, yeah. really. And one of the nice things is that you can have like say Tony Storm lose and then send her down to NXT for a few or for a tapings worth or for a takeover like they did with Pete Dunne. Yep. You know, if they can like trade talent. It's nice to keep everybody fresh yep. and in different contexts. Um, I also I also do the title matches like for predictions because uh, I think Walter's keeping the title. Yeah, because I think uh, there's more. Uh, to be done with him, especially my prediction of Cesaro coming in would be right. Yep. Cesaro versus Tyler Bate is like, I mean, that would be amazing. That would match a year candidate automatically, but like, it makes more sense to have the guy who can lift very big guys versus the very big guy. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. Otherwise, it's just two guys who can lift big things just standing around being like, where's the big thing to lift? And then that's a very boring match. And then Dave Mastiff walks by is like, not right now, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then I think... I don't know what to think about the tag match, man. I think maybe... I think Gallus could take it. But I also think it makes the emotional sense for Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan to take it. Uh, yeah, the the tag match... I feel like we're going to see a title change. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I'm in agreement that like Gallus takes it and I feel like Andrews and Webster are better chasing than mm. they are as champions. Yeah. And also they're 
so much smaller than the other two teams. Yeah. Which, like, it, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief in wrestling anyway. And it, But in their case, I feel it's e- like it's even more so, because they're not even scrappy, they're just flippy. Yeah. So it's it's difficult to buy into them just, like, having repeated defense. With Gallus, you can have them crush the hunt again, you can have them crush... Uh, Amir Jordan when he gets healthy again with uh, Kenny Williams. Yeah. The the yeah. There's more. Fa- or you could just flip the grizzled young veterans because I I just I like James Drake. Yeah, me too. Um, I still th- I do think there's a chance that the the little guys take it. I don't know. Could be just. I mean, first off, Zach Gibson and James Drake aren't that much bigger than them, right? Com- in comparison to Gallus. Um, but also I don't know. Fucking two big teams cancel each other out and get the win. You know, it's a three-way. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that could happen, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that could also not happen. Uh, <laughs> such as the duality of life, represented by our sponsor this week, Can of Beans, that is sometimes Ladybugs. Uh, they, <laughs> they started as food, and then they became sentient. Yeah, according to the press release we got... Um, each can has been cursed by a witch. <laughs> but, like, it reveals something about yourself when you open it, and it's either beans or ladybugs, and it's up to you to interpret it. Uh, so it's kind of like a fortune teller thing more than a food thing. But if you get the beans, it's a food thing. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to explain. I don't believe in magic myself. Uh, but... <laughs> um, but these bean bugs... But these bean bugs said that they'd buy us a lot of uh, ad space. So here we are. We're going to talk about these beans slash bugs... Depending on who you are as a person and whether or not you think bugs or beans are a good or bad thing. And hey, if you've been a fan of NXT UK since the beginning, like we have, Isla Dawn makes sense now. <laughs> That's what she's been doing. That's true. Yeah, she's been making uh, cans of bugs. <laughs> just cans. You open them. Sometimes it's delicious ladybugs. You know, like oh, these are beautiful ladybugs. And other times it's like beans. It's like hell yeah, I was gonna make burritos anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Isla Dawn. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you open it and you're like, ah, bugs, it's, it's bugs, they're creepy. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes you open them and it's like, beans, I'm allergic to beans, that's terrible. Like, there's so many ways that you can interpret the prizes inside. Uh, <laughs> except it would be kind of inaccurate to call them prizes, because you bought it uh, knowing that it might not be what you want. I want this to be the ad copy for the beans, if you were, like, flipping through a magazine. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if I want this product. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm confused. I don't know if I'm sold, but I definitely need more information. Uh, how's two ninety nine a can sound? <laughs> Sounds like two ninety nine worth of greatness. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get? But you know what? That's a price you can't beat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, Aldi's had an opening se- uh, celebration today in Medford, uh-huh. and. <laughs> This was uh, lining the shelves, mm, yeah. uh, in part because it keeps the shelves from blowing away. Yeah, because <laughs> if it's beans, ladybugs are very light. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes, I mean, I guess you could try shaking the cans, but who knows? Maybe they pack the ladybugs in particularly tight, so it's a very dense can, and you don't know if it buds, bugs or beans. Um, Gotta be careful for dense y- bugs. Yeah. If you get a dented bug, uh, you do not get a refund. I found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> They look through each one because, oh man, do they need that two ninety nine? Yeah, I know. It was. I mean, when you're selling a two ninety nine, you can't. That's such a uh, a deal, right? You can't afford, you know, the the profit loss of returns. So uh, buy at your own risk, but please buy because they are buying this ad space uh, so that you could open a can and maybe it's beans, but maybe it's bugs. But um, but um, but buzz. Maybe <laughs> we throw a guitar on that. That's the new jingle. Now we're making money off the sponsor. Wait, wait, that's how it worked the whole time. Never mind. <laughs> Take that, listener, who thought they were making money by listening. We're keeping it. You should be rooting for us. We're the faces of this podcast. That's how you know we're the faces. Because <laughs> I say so. <laughs> I say I am a face. This is a song by The Who. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster would approve. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the other big event we have going into this weekend, uh, we're finally at AEW All Out. Mm-hmm. Let's preview that thing. What do you think they need to accomplish coming out of this? Because this is their last event before they start doing TV on October second, I believe. I mean, the biggest thing they need to accomplish is they got to make people want to see more, and they're mm-hmm. gonna want to. They got to make people want to see more, more frequently. Because at this point, you have. 
like, there's been weird chunks of time. Like, you have to wait four weeks, you have to wait two weeks, you have to wait six weeks for an EW mm-hmm. show. And very soon, like you said, they're going to be on TV Swoots Weekly. So, they got to hook people with this event to want to see the majority of the people who are going to be on this card and want to see surprises. People right. who just like, oh, wouldn't it be great if so-and-so fought Cody or if this team fought the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing, they need to get people, like any event, they need to have people talking, but they need to have people want to invest in this alternative potentially as their like primary form of wrestling. Right. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is going to be an important event for them. Uh, it's, not, it's not do or die. It's not a deal breaker. But I do think they have to kind of show that they can deliver uh, an event at a high level. Yeah. Like, the way I look at it is uh, Double or Nothing was like, say, a SummerSlam or something like that. And then the two after that were kind of like TV shows. Yeah. They're like, you know, you're, they weren't enormously amazing, but they were like good. And you can watch them and be like, okay, got it. I understand these characters a little bit more now. Right. Uh, and then I think this is kind of like a WrestleMania moment where they have to really show they can deliver a big show. And go back to that double or nothing well of like excellent wrestling that feels uh, more urgent than what WWE uh, offers. Yeah, and like I, I think they're going to do this, so I think it, it goes without saying. But I'm going to say it anyway that their investment I think is going to be wise in its payoff of team based uh, mm. wrestling. There's going to be two tag matches. There's a trios match. Right. So, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest things aside from uh, using Joshi wrestlers of what makes them different and better is that their commitment in time to all the teams that are going to fight each other. And Battle Royales at the Wazoo. Three tag uh, team matches and Battle Royales, yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, is it three? Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, I think you were right the first time. Two tag matches and uh, one trios. Uh, I was counting oh. the, there's a buy-in match. Yeah, the private party thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, in terms of just like high energy and getting the not only the viewing audience, but the live audience into it, you can't really start better than Jack Evans and Angelico yeah. versus Private Party. Yep, that's going to be a fun one. And they got the 21-woman casino battle royale, because finally, women get their own battle royale. Yeah! Uh, hopefully it's... I kind of hope that it's as crazy as the one from the uh, Double or Nothing buyout. Which was kind of a mess, but it was kind of interesting. Like You get to see a lot of different things, a lot of different character types or whatever, rubbing against each other, mm. which I kind of hope for with the women. Um... I hope there's... I, I think they smoothed out the bumps from the first time where yeah. they're they're having this Battle Royale work in the suit system at the same time. It's like, hearts are going to come out, spades are going to come out. Mm, yeah. So, I... Knowing that, as an audience member, it's going to be less confusing and jarring of just like, okay, there's a like a stream of people coming out rather than one at a time. Yeah. Uh, who do you who do you like for the Battle Royale? I don't even know who's in it. Well, okay. Because they got Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Allie, Brandy Rose, Teal Piper, uh, Evil S... Uh, Jazz, Big Swole, Cedar Gibbs, Awesome Kong, Shaz McKenzie, and 10 other opponents TBA. I kind of think I could see Nyla Rose or Awesome Kong taking it, mm-hmm. but I kind of think it'll be someone who's like a TBA talent. Someone who's like not, uh, who's a surprise. Yeah. Um, because I think the stipulation is that the winner of that will face the winner of Riho versus Karu Shida yep. for the women's title on the first episode of the TV show. That is correct. We miss it by one fucking week. Ugh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, like, the the cynic in me says, like, oh, they, they're gonna find a way to, for Brandy Rhodes to win this. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if they do that, they're very close to WWE rather than being an alternative. Yeah. So, I sit a little bit satisfied in that. Part of me thinks Britt Baker's gonna take it, because she's kind of been the face if it hasn't been um, Brandy Rhodes herself. Yeah. I feel like it would be kind of a nod and a thank you to like the, the the good work she's done so far, even though it hasn't been that much time. Yeah, I yeah I think she's uh, definitely high up there, and people who are likely to win it. Yeah, um, I don't think that they would do uh, Brandy Rhodes just because it's going to be their first night on TV. It's going to be for the women's title, and I think that they're going to want to have like a match that'll blow people away, whether it's Riho or uh, Hikaru versus. Like someone really good, right? So I do. I still think it'll be someone who's a TV. You know who's been missing in action since Double or Nothing? Who that? Uh, Kylie Ray. Yeah, Smiley Kylie. Yeah, she was announced for the whatever the pay per view was after that. And then they replaced her at the last minute, hmm. and I think she deleted her Twitter in the last like couple of months. And she oh, was no. like, she was like uh, completely MIA on on social media in between getting replaced on from the match and till present. I think. Yeah. 
And she's not listed on this thing anymore either. I haven't seen her on Instagram either now that you mention it. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I hope that everything's fine with her. She's amazing. Right. Um, She seemed like a natural face for the women's division for AEW. So I hope that, like, you know, I hope that whatever's happening is all said and she comes back in for this battle royale because I think she versus one of the uh, people in the other match could, would be amazing. Yep. Uh, but they're on, they are not low on talent at all. So nope. we'll see. I mean, Nyla Rose could take it. And I could see awesome content, and it just as like you know to give legitimacy to a new title. Yeah. So they have plenty of options. I like it. Not worried at all. Yeah. Um, we also got Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. That is, it. It's a lot of dudes who I feel like of the three, the ones who who's kind of like the closest, to like your classic pro wrestlers, Darby Allen. Yeah. Uh, Joey Janela is just he's. Like, he will walk through anything yeah. to entertain a crowd. He will do anything. He is the bad boy. Uh, and Jimmy Havoc is absolutely the type of person to do anything to yes. somebody. I feel like they're going to cancel each other out and Darby's going to take it. Yeah. Uh, or Darby's going to fall from a very high thing in some very dangerous way Ugh. and, like, cost himself the match. As long as he stops doing coffin drops onto, like, edges of aprons, Oof, I'm yeah. happy, because that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it plays into his mystique. Mm. Um so yeah, I feel like this is going to be like the stuntiest, not not like garbage backyard wrestling, but I feel yeah. like this is going to be the wildest match of the night. Yeah. And I feel like Joey Janela is going to look really good from it. Jimmy Havoc, I feel like, has been slotted into their like heater position where he's always going to make someone yeah. else look good. Right. Which is fine. Like He is a legend of British professional wrestling. Yep. Um, so it'd be kind of nice to see him get his due, but he's also just like his build is very different. He doesn't necessarily look like a champion, at least right. as far as what I'm conditioned to seeing. Um, and I like Darby Allen because he's he's new and he's fresh, and I think he's got probably the best chance of winning. I think so too. I think they definitely see something in him being like a star. Yep. Uh, we also have Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SoCal Uncensored. Oh, uh, I think that's going to be a good ass trios match. It's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's like fast paced. People love Luchasaurus, and it's very yeah. cool to see because yeah. just like him as Vibora on Lucha Underground, just like all right, cool, he's menacing. No, people just love chanting for dinosaurs. <laughs> I love, yeah. Well, that's why the Jurassic World series is one of the highest grossing of all time because people want to see dinosaurs doing things like being a family or wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Different decades, same appeal. Outside the ring, adopted Marco Stunt. Now he's a home. <laughs> good for him. Shota, uh, between him and Shota, it's a good year for adopted wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a fun one. I think, like, they definitely want Jungle Boy to be, like, a, a big thing in their thing. And I think having him work with um, Chris Daniels is a really good mix. Uh, and, and Frankie and Scorpio, too. Like, yeah. It's, there are a lot of flippy guys in this match that are going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, SEU kind of specialized. They they know very well how to get themselves over. But they mm. also know how to look the make the other team look amazing. Yep, they are pros. Yep. Oh, we got forgot to mention that the Darby Allen, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc triple threat is a Crapker Barrel Clash. Um, so, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I remember seeing something about that uh, in something I was reading about with being the elite. Um, but yes, that is the name of the match. So hey, uh, maybe Jimmy Havoc will staple somebody's ear to a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know I have trouble saying the word Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> cracker Barrel. Oh, I like part of me like, just because wrestling is so great, and again, getting back to like suspensions of disbelief. Like you can imagine somebody getting stuffed in the barrel and then getting pushed off of just like a not very high height, <laughs> and still being like, oh, that must have hurt so bad. Yeah. Um, Joey and Darby would do that. Actually, Joey would also do that. I was going to say, Joey's the first one that came to yeah. mind. I'm just like, he's going off a barrel. Yeah, he's going to fucking get in the barrel and then climbed up a ladder. And the barrel's going to fall from the ladder. <laughs> he's crazy enough to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we also have Cody versus Sean Spears, which is like the most mid-level match that I can think of with the best build. Yeah. Like, I, I've been wanting to see more kind of like natural villainy come off of Sean Spears. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of peaked in terms of just like this is as healy as he gets yeah but adding Tully Blanchard he looks that much more villainous right yeah and yeah, I mean he attacked Cody and uh, Brandy had a really great promo defending Cody and promising that Sean Spears was essentially gonna be murdered yep uh, yeah it's a very good build to a match where I'm like these two guys are not my favorite wrestlers even close like they're very good I don't even know if Sean Spears is really that good at character stuff, but, like, Cody's really good at it. Yeah. And that'll elevate the match. Uh, hopefully, I, I see something new in Sean Spears, and kind of like how, you know, um, uh, 
Dustin Rhodes got like a little bit of a reinvigoration working with Cody. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be good. And we also got a ladder match. Uh, Escalera de la Muerte, according to Wikipedia, mm. for the AAA World Tag Team Championship between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Hell yeah. Yeah. These two, uh, these four, always deliver when they get together. Uh, I've been really enjoying the last few years watching Nick mm. Jackson really, like, stand out more in the Young Bucks matches. Like, Matt Jackson is the better talker of the two, or at least he's had the chance to talk more. Yeah. Um, and he sells his, like, back a ton of times, so there's always tons of, like, character consistency and match consistency, but when Nick Jackson heats up, yeah. it's a fucking joy to watch him go off. Um, Pentagon is the most charismatic Lucha Libre star, I think, in the mm. world now. Yeah. Um, all of his taunts mean something. He played catch with his gloves <laughs> with the referee in the last match. Yes, I remember. She missed. <laughs> he gave her another chance. <laughs> like, he can get anything over that he touches. His mm-hmm. brother's already super talented. He has touched his brother. And now the two of them are super over. Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever hear that Phoenix might be hurt? I did hear yeah. that, yeah. He, like, he like, hurt his leg. Uh, he worked uh, the rest of the matches he had last weekend. Um, he had the rest of the matches he... Uh, the last weekend he worked them, but he was very basic throughout them. Mm. So hopefully he was just saving himself up a little bit to heal up, and he's fine by Sunday. But even then, I trust him to deliver. Oh yeah, memorable. I don't. And I don't. He, know. He's got three great wrestlers up with him. Yeah. So I don't know, Matt. I don't see the Lucha Brothers losing this. I'm pretty no. sure they're walking in as champions, walking out as champions. Yeah. Um, because the Bucks don't need it. I mean, if if part of what's going to hook people from this match into the shows is AEW then I want there to be more focus on their tag t- titles, yeah. which, when you have the Best Friends versus the Dark Order, that's how you start to build that stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, the the Bucks will be there, but I would, it would feel kind of bullshit if they, um, there we go, oops, um, they would feel kind of bullshit if they won these titles from another company mm. in their own company, mm-hmm. you know, like, it it feel wrong in a way. Right. Uh, and it would put a bad taste in my mouth, because I'm already worried about the top um, executive level guys like going over too much. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we got best friends versus Dark Order for a buy, a first round buy in the World Tag Team Championship Tournament, which we'll see some of when we go to our show. Yeah, uh, that'll be fun. But this match also going to be amazing. I think. I I think there's going to be a lot of like shenanigans and putties mm. from like the Dark Order where they have like henchmen and stuff interfere yeah. with like lights on, lights off type of stuff. In my heart of hearts, the best friends win because the best friends win everything because mm-hmm. they're best friends. Yes. Um, but this is part of what I think is going to help AEW really stand out is I imagine this getting like 10, 15 minutes, them exploring some really interesting like character themes around mm-hmm. like, are the best friends going to be intimidated by all this darkness? Like, they're almost certainly going to be thrown off. How are they going to adapt to it? And I think it's going to do them in in the end. Um, maybe the power of friendship is what causes them to lose the match of just like wanting to save their friend too much and blowing themselves up or something similar. So I think the Dark Order takes this. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, I love the best friends, but I feel like the Dark Order needs to deliver as like a threat that isn't always playing fair. Yeah. A heel team, basically. Yep. Um, And second to last listed, we have Kenny Omega versus Pac, which uh, comes to us from sad circumstances with John Moxley having a staph infection in his arm that yep. came back. Uh I mean, luckily, he thinks he'll be back in time for the TV show, but it is unfortunate that we lost the... Or we we have a, a great build to Moxley versus Omega, mm. and we have to cool it off for a month at least. Yeah, my favorite line from the build-up for Omega versus Moxley was that Colin Moxley damaged goods. Yeah. And you could easily apply that to Pac. Pac, mm. like, <clears throat> was King Neville, and he was on top of the world as the king of the cruiserweights, and then got Enzo'd. Right. Um, and then just kind of sat out his contract until he got to go to Dragon Gate and now AEW. So mm-hmm. it's similar enough in that you could have Kenny Omega as like the established ace uh, unofficially of the company. Yeah. Getting a chance to make somebody who's huge in the pro wrestling world uh, look even bigger. And I think this is going to be the fastest match of the night. This mm-hmm. is arguably going to be the most athletic. Yeah. And I think that you might even need a cooldown between this and the title match. So maybe that's where you see, like, Ryo and um, Hikaru Ishida. Yeah. Um, but this is... It It should be a pulse pounder. Yeah, I think this is going to be great. I think they have... Pac's one of the guys who comes closest to matching Kenny in terms of, like, physicality. Yep. So I'm excited for this one. Um, I did like Kenny's work uh, shitting on Moxley. 
Like, saying that, like, uh, instead of, like, going to Japan and competing, he, like, rested himself so he'd be ready for their match. He took it seriously. Um, good stuff. But I wish that this had more time to build, but I think this is going to be fantastic. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a great exhibition match, I think. Maybe Moxley comes in and does, like, a cheap shot with a chair or something like that. Yeah. You know, something low impact. Right. Um, then for the, the inaugural AEW World Championship, we got Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. Um... Interesting. Yeah. If this is if this is the main event, which I assume it would be. I mean, I was convinced weeks ago when uh, we watched Omega versus Jericho that Omega was going to win. It yeah. felt like a gimme just because of like, all right, coast on or like take advantage of Jericho's notoriety and like recognition value. But no, he, he put away Omega and now he's in the spot opposite Hangman. Mm. It feels 99% positive that Jericho's taking this. Right. Like, I, I like Adam Page. He's got a ton of upside. I think that in six months to a year, he, he's your guy. Mm. But he needs a little bit more, like, AEW context before he's your champion. Right. Jericho is... He's a meal in and of himself. Mm. He's world-traveled. He's a multiple-time world champion, tag champion, mid-card champion. He's wrestled for all of the major companies, essentially, ever. Mm. Like, it, he's a slam dunk first choice for who's going to be the face of your company starting a company. So I think he takes it in a very, very entertaining match. Yeah. I don't... Uh, my big worry is Jericho keeping up with Paige mm. uh, and keeping up with the things that make Paige fun to watch. Yep. Just the, the his moves, his uh, offense. Uh, Jericho is obviously older, and he's been working essentially a brawling style in New Japan, which has kind of had diminishing returns at this point. So... We'll see how it turns out, but I think it should be good. Um, I don't know if it'll be match of the night, but I do think Jericho's the first guy, a good first guy to have for the title, especially because, like, for the first few pay-per-views at least, I can't imagine trying to really, you know, sell out even a small arena with Adam Page. Yeah. Uh, no diss on Adam Page, he just isn't a known quantity, even for, like, us who've been watching him in New Japan for a few years. Yeah. He's kind of just, uh, just now hitting his stride. Right. But, yeah. I feel like this is going to be the match with the deepest psychology because I was thinking about a lot about this uh, leading up to our episode here of just like, I don't think anybody has better in-ring psychology in the world potentially ever in wrestling aside from Ric Flair. It's yeah. Jericho. Right. He is the best at weaving in who his character is, applying that to the crowd, keeping mm. them roped in. Because like you said, he had a brawling style. He had a title match against Okada yep. off of his reputation, basically. Mm. He hadn't beat anybody, really. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like... He's like 2-2 in uh, New Japan yeah. before that match. Right. So, like, he just... He's so experienced. He's so able to hook people in meaningfully that I think this is going to... It's going to be deeply satisfying. Mm. I think the crowd's going to be invested the whole time. I think that the pacing thing that you get around is that there's going to be more emphasis on selling and, right. like, different sequences in the match. And uh, I think we're looking at uh, AEW's first world champion is Chris Jericho. Me too. Um, hopefully he shows up in Boston uh, on this, the ninth or whenever we're seeing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think this is looking like a really good card. Yeah. Now that we've gone through it, especially uh, with two of the two matches being announced for the pre-show, for the buy-in, uh, that means just eight matches uh, on the actual card, which is very doable. If they do, like, say, a four-hour show, uh, that should be fantastic. Yeah. I think that this, the, at least on paper, this is how you want to drum up uh, a ton of excitement for your weekly TV that's going to be coming up in a little over a month. And if it delivers in every way that it could, they absolutely can capitalize on that. Yeah. I hope, my hope is that coming out of this, we have a better idea of who these characters are and kind of where they are in the pecking order. Right. A little bit. Because, like, it's been kind of, it is still kind of a random, like, even that uh, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc thing, it's just like a bunch of wrestlers that everyone likes being thrown together. Yep. So hopefully we can kind of figure out what the direction is going into the first TV show, which will eventually essentially be a pilot. Yeah. Um, so they'll reintroduce everybody there, but I kind of hope that they give the hardcore fans something to latch on to uh, going into this crazy fucking fall that we're going to have. Yep. With uh, five hours of uh, wrestling a night. Yeah. Count NXT UK. Oh, God, it's that much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 on a Wednesday. Right. Uh, just three on Monday. And just two on on Friday. You get a TV deal. You get a TV deal. Yeah. Um, and that's man. Plus, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with Stardom. Now that they fix their fucking <laughs> now that they fix their subtitles, 
I don't have any complaints they're other than give Junko Kiyona some some kind of title, a singles title. Their human machine has finished learning. <laughs> uh, he am teach good. Uh, he am translate all good. He am became cute. <laughs> Why became cute? Uh, <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. Anything else for this week? Um, yeah, anyone who hasn't seen NXT this week, mm. regular style, U.S. American style, go watch Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic uh, be 300-pound men doing things that 150-pound men don't do perfectly, and they do. Yeah, and uh, again, despite what I said, the uh, five-star Grand Prix matches in Stardom have been fantastic so far. Um, I'm going to probably watch a couple of them after we record this. Then back to Kim's Convenience. I'm very close to finishing that. Uh... But this has uh, been a great show. I'm Jared Palapple, twitter.com, swing dingling on Twitter. Dennis Bruno at dbruno42 on the Instagram at De- Sensei Denny B on Twitter. And Keaton. Keaton the Kitten Cat is Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. You should follow him. He wouldn't let me fix my bed this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening up. This is the Wrestle Down. I'll insert the music. Okay! <laughs> Just <laughs> the...